This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. On this special Mother's Day, we honor the high privilege God has given us as parents. Please join us as we study the life of an important disciple of Jesus Christ and the effect his childhood training had on that mission. Please join us for our message entitled, Get a Grip on Parenting. It's Mother's Day, so our theme for today is Get a Grip on Parenting. Stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you this day for your many blessings, for the gift of home and family and moms. On this day set aside for worship, we're especially grateful for the grace you've shown us through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Timothy, I'm grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God didn't give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Dear friends, I'd like to share with you a quote on parenting that I have come to appreciate, and I think you will too. It's written by pastor and author Chuck Swindoll. Each day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. As parents, there are so many things that Julie and I have worked at depositing into our children, things we've worked at passing along to them, our uh, love for them, our valuing them, our wisdom, our knowledge. We've tried to give them our best. We've passed along our love of music and learning and reading and baseball and the Minnesota Twins and our love for our extended family. We've passed along to them our values of service and respect and kindness and compassion and love of neighbor, citizenship, acting rightly, doing one's best, working hard, being honest. At the end of our lives, we'll be passing along some of our goods to them. They're in our will. And when Julie and I are in heaven, they'll 
get some of our possessions as well. As Christian parents, we have also wanted to pass on our faith in Jesus Christ to them. In fact, that's at the top of our list. We want our children, and we always have, to, to trust in Jesus, who's the way, the truth, and the life, and follow and serve him and shine for him. And I'm glad to say they do. And that all began at the baptismal font when they were infants, and we promised God we'd do our best. And it even continues today as they're growing. And now we're grandparents. We love that. And we, we want to pass that same spiritual legacy on to our grandchildren as well. After all, without Jesus Christ, where would a person be? They'd be lost now and for eternity. They'd be lacking in joy and peace and patience and kindness and self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, which enriches one's life and relationships with others. They'd be living without knowing God's true purpose for their lives. As followers of Jesus, we were taught by our parents and had it modeled for us that parenting is an important and sacred trust from God who loves our kids even more than we do and wants them to follow Jesus Christ. Someone once said, the home is God's built-in training facility to relay the truth of Jesus diligently and consistently. So how does one get a grip on this high, challenging calling called parenting? Today, we read in the Apostle Paul's letter of encouragement to young Timothy about a Jewish mother and a grandmother that took that calling quite seriously. Their names were Lois and Eunice, and they were a real blessing to Eunice's young son named Timothy. They passed on some good things to him, good deposits. Of course, they loved Timothy, and they saw to his physical and emotional and intellectual needs. We know that family was an important part of the Jewish culture. We read about the importance of family in the Psalms and the book of Proverbs, and of course, there are lots of stories about family in the Old Testament and parents raising their kids and taking care of them and loving them. They also saw to Timothy's spiritual needs. They introduced him to Jesus Christ and raised him in that faith. They wanted him to know and to follow Jesus and have eternal life. You see, they recognized the value of that from their own experience. Lois and Eunice had become believers in Jesus in the earlier days of Christianity when they first heard of the good news of Jesus during Paul's first visit to their area. They lived in a place called Lystra. They were Galatians. Eunice was married to a non-Jewish man, and we don't know much about him, whether he even had a faith life. But on Paul's second visit, he was so impressed with young Timothy and his faith in Jesus that had been passed on to him that he he took him on his mission trip and mentored him. He became eventually Paul's right-hand man in his ministry. He spent many a night, I suppose, in jail with Paul when they'd enter communities and share the good news of Jesus and cause a ruckus. They would often be arrested Timothy learned what it meant to deny oneself and pick up a cross and follow Jesus. 
And we know that Paul came to love him like a son. Years later, when Timothy was leading his own church that Paul had left him to care for, Paul wrote a letter to Timothy to encourage him. He'd heard he was having troubles in that church, and he wanted to strengthen him in his resolve and his leadership. The letter was written from prison. This could very well be considered Paul's last final words before his death. And in this touching letter, Paul makes a point of talking to Timothy about his mom and his grandma and the positive influence that they'd had on Timothy. He wrote, I'm reminded of your sincere, genuine faith, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. You see, Paul here is reminding Timothy that this saving faith of his was passed on to him by a mother and a grandmother who shared with him the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Of course, we know that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the power of the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit has his tools. I would imagine that they prayed for that boy as he was growing up. Lord, may Timothy grow up trusting you and serving you all his life. I can hear Eunice praying. Help me to lead him on the right paths and bring him along to enjoy a personal relationship with you just as I have. I want my boy to have that. Of course, it doesn't say that in Scripture, but we know that Jewish believers were people of deep prayer. Even before becoming Christians, Lois and Eunice had regular set-aside times for prayer each day to God, like any good Jew. They were people of prayer. They prayed for that boy. She modeled also what it meant to follow Jesus, uh, bringing Timothy to worship in one of the little house churches in their area that would meet in a home on Sundays. Lois and Eunice surely modeled walking obediently before God, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, loving God and loving neighbor as best as they could. You see, children learn what's important to their parents and as they observe their actions and attitudes and living out their own lives, they, they pick up on that. For the faith is caught as well as taught. They knew from their Jewish roots that bit of wisdom from the book of Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go and he will not stray from it. And so Timothy was faithfully trained to follow Christ's great commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him for salvation. Timothy was blessed with a mother and a grandmother who loved him and wanted him to trust Jesus. Maybe you were too. Thank God for for those parents in your life. I know I was blessed that way. My mother and father brought me to the baptismal font as a baby in 1954 and promised to raise me in the covenant of my baptism. As I grew, they taught me to pray and prayed for me, and they brought me to worship each week and to Sunday school and helped me to prepare my weekly lessons for Sunday school. And I fondly remember our Saturday night routine of taking a bath, polishing my shoes, and sitting at the kitchen table with mom as she prepared to teach her Sunday school class, and I worked on my lesson for the next day. And when that was finished, we put away our materials and we watched the TV show Gunsmoke, and then it was bedtime. 
As I got into my junior high years, it was mom and me working on my memory assignments of Luther's small catechism for class, and on confirmation day, it was dad and mom that stood next to me in front of the church as I signed my baptismal certificate as an affirmation of my faith. Mom and dad never let me off the hook. The discipling was not done. They knew that. Each week after that, it was worship and high school, Sunday school, and no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they never stopped praying, and I gave them plenty cause to worry as I fought for my independence as a rebellious teen, but their love for me never stopped. Neither did the prayers. The questions about where I was in my walk with Christ never stopped. The praying for me never stopped, and when I was home, we went to worship on Sunday as a family, whether I felt like it or not. They saw it as their calling, and I was blessed. My mom's in heaven now, but Dad, if you're listening today, thank you. Anyway, a bit later in the letter, Paul also brings up Timothy's childhood again in regard to the importance of sticking with the Bible in his life and ministry. He calls him to hang on to the basics that were handed down to him by his mom and grandma in the sacred writings as he describes them. Listen to these words. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. They passed on the family of God's stories to Timothy and their love for the Psalms and the wisdom of the Proverbs and the words of the prophets. They passed on those sacred writings that Paul is talking about that are found in the Old Testament. That was the Bible for the early Christians. These were the first scripture they had. They learned the big picture of what God had accomplished for a sinful world through the suffering and death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. It was always looking towards Jesus. And now they look back through the eyes of Jesus at the Old Testament. And there were lessons to be learned from these writings for following Christ. Paul seems to be saying to Timothy, Timothy, that scripture that your mom and grandma taught you changed your life. And it can still change the lives of the people in your church. It's powerful stuff. Stick with it. Keep feeding your congregation the solid food of God's Word. And Paul reminds Timothy that this scripture is inspired by God, literally meaning God breathed, just as God breathed his life into the first man, Adam, back in the book of Genesis and gave him life. So God breathed his spirit into scripture. It's powerful. It's alive. It's useful for teaching tells us the truths about Jesus. It's good for reproof, telling us when we're being knuckleheads, when we're going wrong. It's good for correction, pointing us in the right direction to go and not be a knucklehead. Training in righteousness to point us to our the right way to go and what it means to live God's way. 
And it prepares and equips us for service in the kingdom of God, Paul says, makes us useful to God and the people around us. Stick with Scripture. Timothy, the Scripture that your mom and grandma passed on to you. Again, you see, behind Timothy's faith was a mom, grandma, who passed along their love for God's Word, which they valued in their own lives. And now the seeds that had been planted had taken root, and the boy grew up to love Jesus and serve Jesus. Whatever became of Timothy anyway, you might wonder. Well, as I said earlier, he was Paul's right-hand man, and if you look through some of the other New Testament letters that Paul wrote, Paul said a lot of really kind, nice, complimentary things about Timothy's service in the kingdom of God and about what a trustworthy servant of Jesus he was. This young man made a major impact for the cause of Christ in this world. And we know that he stuck with it to the very end. Church tradition has it that he was martyred for his faithful service to the Lord Jesus years later. And think about it. Behind this great faithful man of God was a mother and a grandmother who I'm sure Jesus welcomed into his heaven with these words, Well done, good and faithful servants. Moms and dads, you've been given this great calling in life to raise your children to trust and follow and serve Jesus Christ. It's an enormous privileged job, and raising your children to be followers of Jesus Christ is challenging, I know. Perhaps the greatest challenge you'll ever face in life. The good news that I have for you is that God knows that and has provided help for your mission. First of all, you have been given a promise by Jesus. Lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus promises those he commissions to make disciples. I will be with you in this. Be confident. Lean on me. You're not alone. Furthermore, he's given you the Holy Spirit who gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies a person with the good news of Jesus. You plant the seeds and the Spirit will see to it about the growth. The seed is good and powerful. Keep planting the seeds of God's Word, God's good news. And there's the power of prayer, of course. Your Heavenly Father loves you and is available to strengthen and guide you as you surrender yourself to Him in prayer. Keep praying. And finally, is all-sufficient grace, forgiveness for when you fail. There's strength and power for when you're weak. Billy Graham once said, Parenting is the most important responsibility most of us will ever face, and none of it, us does it perfectly. And so there's grace. Moms, dads, grandmas, and grandpas, your mission field is right before you your children and your grandchildren. The commission has not changed. Go, make disciples of them, so that one day they will look back on their lives with Christ and say, Thank you, Lord, for parents who gave their all to bring me to you. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Father who loves us. Lord, what a privilege it is to be a parent. We recognize that it is a holy calling. So we ask that you would fill our homes with your Holy Spirit and guide us and help us as parents to raise our children in a way that is pleasing to you. Forgive us for those times when we fall short and renew us and strengthen us to faithfully bring our children up 
not only knowing about Jesus, but knowing Jesus and following Jesus. In his name we ask this. Amen. Now as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray on this Mother's Day that our message on parenting has helped you to more fully appreciate the sacrifices your parents made and the high honor and privilege God places on parenting and to bring you to a fuller understanding of the vital role we as parents have in influencing our children's faith walk. Christian Crusaders cares deeply about the spiritual lives of our listeners. If you have a concern for which you desire prayer, please contact us by visiting our webpage and following the Is This For You link. Our board of directors and staff are dedicated to lifting up our listeners to the throne of grace through intercessory prayer. All requests are kept confidential. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit listener-supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship in the church of their choosing and all others who have need to listen. If you enjoyed today's program, we invite you to help support this ministry with your prayers and financial gifts. All donations to this ministry are considered tax-deductible. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to listen to it again, we invite you to check out our website at christiancrusaders.org. You can also request copies of our message by writing us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. A gift to help cover production and mailing cost is always appreciated. Again, our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or you can call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day and pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and radio speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of broadcasting biblical truth.